there's a big rival. Ooh, we're dogs, but man, we might pull it out. We got this hot young QB from Latvia. Latvia. <laughs> came over with all those tennis play players. Football over here? <laughs> yeah, it's the biggest growing sport <laughs> in the Baltic states. He's a seven foot six quarterback from Latvia. <laughs> Dude, uh, I just love the idea of the the like interview of him in the hallway. For so you're seven six quarterback. Why didn't you play basketball? <laughs> I did, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks. The ball we had was uh, deflated, so it became more like warped, like football. And next thing you know, uh, instead of throwing at rim, I am throwing at friend. And uh, voila, you've got football America. <laughs> Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yep. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hi, everybody. It's Francis Ellis, accompanied by Giulio Gallarati. What up, baby? Uh, what up? Sad day. Sad day. Why? We are being evicted. And I know we I've said this and I know that this has been coming, but I had some last shred of hope. Well, you're, it's not evicted. You didn't do something wrong or you didn't you you've been paying. Oh, yeah. So you have to move. We have to move. Yeah. The rent went up. Yeah. The rent went up an amount that um, was unswallowable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. But I still had hope that maybe. Maybe our landlord, at the number he was asking, would not find anybody and would then say to us, you know what, guys, I guess the rental market's not as hot as I thought. Stay for a while. Is, is he, has he found someone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he, the first guy oh, wow. really? that came. Wow. I think it was, I mean, there was an open house in our apartment. We were gone on sunday we left and they had an open house in our apartment which by the way i really wanted to fuck with those people dude so I, it's funny you say that i was I, reading on reddit about this but because like i we're we're doing the same thing we also are showing our apartment now because we also are moving right around the same time as you and i was like reading on reddit if i have like any rights to like basically say that they can't and effectively there's nothing you can do like you have to let them show it as you know but some of the Reddit people were like, well, f- unfortunately for them, though, I'm a nudist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got very bad gas. Um, well, dude, I mean, there are things that you can do. They can't just, they can't just, they have to schedule it in advance. Yeah. And um, you can kind of say no. I, I also think there's a, a limit to the amount of times in a day or. Yeah, week that they can show the place. So like, the, I was I was thinking through that. Like my my instinct was to be combative about it, and then I realized like I like the agent. She's the person who who got us our lease. Yeah, and we also like the guy we rent from. Right. So like, it's all good. And you know, for example, if they want to show it on a day where we're working, we're gonna be there. Right. Show it. Show it all you want. Right. Scaffolding and all. But <laughs> with all of that said, it doesn't change the fact that it is still your home. And it is hard not to feel when prospective tenants come in to look around. They open up your drawers Mm -hmm. and they poke around at things. And maybe they say like, ooh, that's not 
great. Yeah. And you're like, what do you, what, it's not good enough for you, <laughs> bitch? <laughs> bitch ass? It's not good enough for you. It's good enough for us. Dude, no, Ooh, I feel you. Why don't you go fuck yourself, huh? <laughs> we live here. Dude. Maybe we will come up and rent. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, just, yeah. you just start considering paying the new rent out of spite to the people. But look, it's like the it's the stepbrother scene, you know, where they don't want the place to sell. Yeah. And I was <laughs> I was trying to think of ways to discourage prospective tenants from wanting to live in the place. Because I did have that theory that if if we if he couldn't find anyone <laughs> out of desperation, yeah. you know, he'd give us an, another six months or something like that. It's a good one. It's a good theory. Yeah, I wish it applied to to us. Our guy's selling, so like, yeah, it doesn't help us. And if 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 he offers month to month, and we stay for two more months, now we're trying to find a place in August, dude. Fuck that God. that is. Um, a month to month thing you're just you're you're almost adding to your stress mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you might as well when you know you have to go just you might as it. well rip the band-aid off do it 100 you're gonna have to do it so yeah but um i was just going over scenarios in my mind i mean one thing we have is we have this thing this it's called a furbo and it's a dog camera oh, nice. that we have over ruby's pen uh, so that when we leave the apartment and she starts, we can keep an eye on her. Can you talk to her too? Yes, we can talk to her. We hey, can Ruby. soothe her. She's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it also, believe it or not, I think it dispenses a treat. That's absurd. Wow. We can click a button on our phone and it'll, it'll toss her a little thing to chew on. That's very like some 1970s like future movie scene. Yeah. It's also the probably like the device that was on Shark Tank that they all passed on that's yeah, now yeah, worth yeah. you know a billion dollars. But um I was thinking that we cuz we had to be out of the apartment uh that maybe we would turn on the furbo and just watch them poking around and speak to them <laughs> or something. I yeah, I don't know what like, it was. That like, was oh, one man, idea. Oh, that camera. Yeah. Or, 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 like, whatever. Like, don't like, touch my don't wife's touch underwear. Yeah. <laughs> you sick fuck. Put her panties back in the drawer. Um, dude, it's funny because we, our guy, the guy who owns our apartment was trying to. <laughs> That's what? I didn't touch him. <laughs> yeah. I didn't touch him. Hey, he's like, well, I saw you. Uh, yeah. You're like Hal from you fucking. Sick. What don't you space odyssey don't you smell them <laughs> don't dude you smell them we had to do a uh like zoom not zoom like a <laughs> facetime showing of our apartment uh for these people who were considering buying it and they were gonna like pay us to move out by the way they weren't gonna pay us enough for us to move out bro mm -hmm. the, the, our, our landlord was like oh they're gonna give you like ten thousand dollars to move out i'm like how is that like a good deal for hang us? on a second what hmm. this was a while ago like, oh, to break your lease early? Break our lease. They give us like, a little money on top of what they were paying to get us out. Uh, and I was like, you're going to have to come up, bro. Wow. Um, but anyway, so we, we, we entertained it. And dude, it was such a shitty experience, to your point. We're on FaceTime, and the guy's like, hey, guys, yeah, like my wife's going to be joining. Uh, she just like landed in Hong Kong. Like It's been like a long flight. <laughs> and like she like, gets on, and like we're like showing them around, and she's like, oh, yeah, like let me see the bathroom. <laughs> i was like dude fuck this like this is so shitty and i started like I don't, dude yeah it was it was big, yeah so. that is shitty but having said that you did have something to work for there totally there was an incentive i've never heard of that i didn't even yeah. know that was a thing but dude it wasn't enough money 
It's what like is you, the amount? How early? How early would you have been breaking your lease, ending your lease? Like early as shit, dude. Oh, so really? now like oh we get ten thousand dollars. Like what good is that? You know what I mean? Especially it was during like oh, the hot market too, um, when like there were no apartments. Sure. And like one bedroom, one bathroom in a fucking shitty neighborhood was like sixty five hundred. Right. You know what I mean? So right. like no shot. Mm. Um. Damn. Where are you guys gonna go, dude? Well, we're looking in Dumbo, and um, you know, man, there's this interesting thing. I don't know why, but for some reason, male real estate agents in New York City tend to be of the ilk that are fans of my comedy. Oh, interesting. And I'm telling you, every real estate agent that I have, that has shown us an apartment, knows who I am. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's a very personal experience i'm sending this guy financial documents oh, i'm yeah, with my dude. wife yeah. you know we're talking about our lives and and uh luckily the, i think most of them are incredibly aware of i guess the level of intimacy that they're exposed to in terms of their clients yeah. and that to breach that information would really hurt their jobs I mean, isn't it illegal? We didn't sign anything to mm. just be shown in an apartment. Right, right, right. You know? But... um, They want to see the cash in the bank. This guy, yeah, this guy, uh, you know, if, if you'll allow me, this guy, <laughs> the way he told us that he knew me was was so great. It was adorable. Um, It was something like uh, we were, you know, because I met him, right, and shook his hand. And he didn't let on. He didn't say it at first. Didn't say anything. And, you know, we, we go up the elevator. We're looking around and uh, really liking this place and, you know, checking out all the corners and the cabinets and stuff like that. And uh, at one point, I think just cordially, he asked my wife what she does for work and she told him. And then, and she was like, and my husband's a comedian um, or something like that. And he goes, I know. Uh, nice. He just goes, I know. Nice. <laughs> it's like, ah, you're a sweet man. That's you're solid. a sweet man. That's cute. Um, that's very cute. So yeah, so uh, well, we saw we saw a couple apartments. We 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 found a few that we really liked, and um, we got excited about that because we we didn't think that there were there was really anything, and they weren't the ones we liked had not been presented very well on street easy so the photos didn't look that good but then we were pleasantly surprised and we went and looked at one um and then we applied for it and then the owners sort of took it off the market because their their next option had fallen through so i was like ah shit this is tightening up a little you know what mm -hmm. i mean and then there was one in our current building right oh. that we we really thought Oh shit! This could be great. We're looking for that because we're moving. We'd be moving two floors down an elevator <laughs> and across. You know, across and and it's just an in-house move. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're we know the doorman. I I know the gym. We have a parking space in the building. All this stuff with the char with a charger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it it felt that felt good. But dude, there was this thing where we went and saw the apartment and um. You know, they were basically asking us to pay the same amount of money that we currently pay for our place, but the new place is such a downgrade. In the same building. In the same building, uh, because we've had such an insane deal on our place, totally. and any place is going to be a downgrade from 
we knew that, but we in that apartment, we could actually look out the window at our old apartment and see <laughs> and be like, remember when we used to live there? You and, dude, and then you'll solve the mystery of who of who called in the noise complaint. <laughs> You're like, all of a sudden the wheels start turning. You remember a guy behind the blinds. Yeah, just and then some, you call it in on them. See a guy with binoculars, like looking at our old apartment, you know. Somehow it's you calling it in on yourself. There's some like time <laughs> vortex that you've gone in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, we we got an email in our part from our, our our super or whatever asking everyone to remind everyone in our building that the building is a non smoking building and that um smoke from either cigarettes or marijuana is uh you know wafts through people's doors and that it's very annoying even from inside of your apartment yeah and i don't i don't smoke in my apartment ever i'm very aware of that but my neighbor who we're friends with knows that i do smoke weed Mm -hmm. and you're like and he and he was the next day i ran into him and he was like listen i'm really sorry but we just felt like we had to tell on you no but he was fucking with me oh, <laughs> he, was, he didn't actually yeah no no oh. no, no. Well, how did he know though you told him man well no because he got the email too oh hilarious, hilarious and i was hilarious. like what and he was like oh, i'm kidding i would never do that to you that's very he good was, he's the man and then he's like or would i <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, there oh, you go that'd be a, a good way to bury the uh the scent <laughs> cover the scent cover his tracks but it's funny my building randomly and it's like a co-op too, so in theory, there's like a lot of rules. But I remember when we moved in, uh, he said something about he's like, yeah, he's like, you can't smoke on the roof, but you're gonna. So if you smoke cigarettes, you have to smoke in the apartment. Like the owner of the apartment said that. I was like, okay, dude. Jesus, I know. I was like, what the fuck? And dude, the, and like sometimes the building will just smell like like cigs. Like somebody's like smoking a cig somewhere, or you could smell weed too. Like people are just fucking smoking bombers in there yeah. too dude i'm yeah. like dude what <laughs> yeah. my building is randomly a smoke friendly building what i know it's weird it's not actually but like people appear to be smoking throughout the building do you remember did you watch the um aaron hernandez documentary that, that was like the last thing i watched before covid began yeah <laughs> there was a piece of that that really i remember very well where i think he rented an apartment or a condo or something in the off season and there was a woman who lived nearby and she said that he would just be chain smoking blunts. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. Chain smoking yeah. <laughs> blunts and playing video games the whole off season. And I just, I remember thinking to myself, like, how on earth can this guy continue to compete yeah. at the level that he's competing at, with the level of fitness and all of that, smoking at that at that frequency i know and nba players too bro i I know i don't know how they do it i don't get it same i don't get it i mean i you know one night of like a joint or something a weed joint and i'm the peloton the next day is is rough hard i have a hard time i wonder if it is for them too like it's like slightly harder but like they're still nasty like i remember that story about like this is like one of my earlier jokes i it was just so long ago i don't even remember the joke but I just know that like Rashid Wallace and Damon Stoudemire were like driving to the game and got pulled over driving extremely fast, like smoking a bunch of weed yeah. on the way to play the game. And like they were both like young phenoms and both had great careers. Yes. You know what yeah, I mean, they're just yes. getting baked before the game. It's fucking crazy, <laughs> dude. Uh, 
I don't remember what my Imagine angle was. Imagine trying like. to remember just stepping onto an NBA court high as hell, dude. Like God, you and me dude. being like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> There's LeBron. Yeah. I, I guess I'm supposed to take him in the paint. Like uh, it's time to box out. <laughs> like I wonder dude. if my mom's watching. <laughs> yeah, dude. Seriously. Did you ever read those books? I think I've brought this up before. The Jersey. You brought it up at some point. They were like they were books from books. the yeah the Scholastic Book Club, yeah, yeah. where these kids would find these old jerseys that had magical powers. Where they put them on, it would transport them into the game of a professional right, game. Right, 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 right. You know, and they'd have to take a couple snaps under center in an NFL game, and like we talked about this because we were talking about that movie with Kevin Durant, where the kid gets Kevin Durant's yeah talent. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah a yeah. similar yeah. Um, Space Jam, even yeah, good yeah. concept, but geez, it's Louise, I, I, I mean, I've often thought, okay, and I think we've talked about this before, but I'd like to, re- yeah, Thunderstruck, yeah, like yeah. to revisit this. If, if you were to, um, let's say that you were to step on the a court at Wimbledon, right, or or the U.S. Open tennis, tennis being your best sport, um, and you know. You were to play one game against a, I don't want to say like Fed or Nadal, but, you know. Uh, Yuri Lehechka. Oh, yeah. A, a, a guy that barely <laughs> qualified but is in there, you know. What's happening in that game? Are you getting any of his serves back? So, dude, the thing that's interesting about this is that so there's a chance that that guy I'm playing might have a bigger serve than, uh, like than definitely than Nadal. But like Federer, Federer has an amazing serve, even though he doesn't always serve like super hard toward the end of his career. But like it just depends, bro. Right. By the way, I'm getting smoked no matter who I'm playing. Uh-huh. Those guys are all unbelievably nasty. And what makes the difference between Federer and that 190 guy in the world? You, if you didn't like know any better. You might not be able to tell watching them warm up who's better. Uh huh. You know, so yeah. I have no idea. Interesting. I would get smacked. You get smacked. Would yes. you? Would you? I could probably return the serve. Let's say that. Let's say they serve to you, right? Okay. Well, let's say. Let's say you're serving, right? You okay. hit your serve. You're warmed up. You're feeling good. You don't have a shoulder problem in this in yeah, this yeah, scenario. Yeah. You hit your serve, but you haven't been like playing enough tennis. It's you right now. Yeah. Okay. Healthy. Stepping on the court. My right shoulder's good. I could theoretically do this. At the US Open, right? Yeah, yeah. You warm up, you hit, all good. Maybe maybe you have like a week to tr- to prepare for this. Okay. Um, and you're serving, right? Is it the case that every serve you hit, they are hitting back as a clean winner? And no. you lose at love in that game? No, like maybe not clean winner every single time. It depends, bro. Like this is the thing. They don't know anything about me yet. They're playing me like I'm a pro. They might be like... That guy doesn't look like he's. He doesn't look ready to. Be. Is that guy wearing skate they shoes? Might be, they might be thinking that. Is that guy wearing jean shorts? <laughs> they, they might be thinking something like that. But like, if they're playing against me the way they'd be playing against a real pro, they might be like trying to be aggressive on no, on the be- second serve return, and maybe they'd miss one or something. But bro, yeah, these guys. Like I was watching Auckland is happening right now. It's this like warm up tournament. And when it rains, they go inside, which like mm. doesn't usually happen, but because the Australian Open's next week, they're trying to like whatever. And I was watching it the, the facility indoors is not suitable for professional tennis. It's like the shittiest tour level event I've ever seen because of the fact that it's indoors. Mm. 
And it reminded me of playing like the New England sectionals. It like looks exactly the same. Right. And to see how good those guys are with the reference of what a, a point of New England sectionals looked like. And I was pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's absurd how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. It I, really is. I maybe it, like I could win a point, but dude, it's these guys are unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's interesting. You know, uh, by the way, it, you'd be where the guy would say, is that, is he wearing bird dogs? That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> is he wearing floral pattern bird dogs? Bird dogs? <laughs> what are you drinking there? I don't know if you noticed drinking a little hangobi essential. The best drink. It's so good. And it's so good that Julio, who typically brings one in for me, has decided not to give me one because he's hoarding them for himself. We only have two left at the moment. I need to order more. And I want to make sure that we have enough that we can continue. No, I get it. Them. I get it. I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> They're delicious. Dude, the night that we had a turn up session at my apartment, New Year's Eve, the whole we were so lit that I actually left people out of my roster roll call what i'm realizing there's people i forgot to mention who else was there people i don't know if there's people that you know so there's no need and and i actually think there's a chance now that i think about it that it might get some of the people in attendance in trouble Ooh, it does sound like a turnip session scandal Mm. by the way when you said turnip session i thought i thought you meant you did something with turnips (laughs) just everybody there was dicing and cleaning and turnips slicing and dicing um well the the point is guys that hangobi is our beverage of choice whether we're hosting friends or recovering ourselves from a long night of uh imbibing it is absolutely delicious we like the calm for bedtime yeah the evening we like the essential for the mornings the essential too for just general you know taking care of yourself it's got ginger turmeric in it cardamom ashwagandha yeah as francis might say in a similar way uh delicious drink a lot of fun very versatile can drink it by itself can drink it with booze add it to your favorite activity it'll make it that much better get a case yeah get a case add it to your clemson football viewing party oh that'll (laughs) go go well with with your wife's queso dip (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh hangobi.com use promo code oops uh for 30 percent off of your order uh that's hangobi.com Promo code OOPS, 30% off your order uh, in over 150 stores around the country. Grab one if you see it on the shelf. Hang Obi. Because, okay, so for me, uh, I had the thought, you know, well, could I step onto a, um, uh, whatever, Premier League lacrosse field tomorrow or in a week and not, and not just get utterly train wrecked, the ball taken from me and, you know, limp off the field within five seconds and i had thought maybe but then i remembered that you thought maybe what that that's what would that, that i would that i would be able to pass it around the horn maybe run a dodge at some point and, though like, could you have played in that um let me think i mean i i i might have been able to yeah yeah like i could have never played in the u.s open yeah but that's how is that it's lacrosse is the the gulf between division 1 lacrosse and the major and what back then what was the MLL major league lacrosse mm-hmm. and division 1 tennis and the US Open I, it's 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 much closer really okay yeah it, so like a lot of the guys could be playing in the professional league well for for one for, for, for one i mean 
Major League Lacrosse is culling its talent from only America and Canada. Right. There's that's it. There's really there's no whereas tennis is every country in the world. Yeah. Okay. Um and secondly, every player in the major, in the professional lacrosse played division 1 lacrosse. They Okay. They come straight gotcha. from college gotcha. Gotcha. and then there's a lot of guys that were really good in college who don't even go on to play right. because you don't make much money. Right. And it's like right. well, I I have a banking job. I'm going to go do that right. instead. Totally. This was fun. See you guys later. Um so I don't know. I mean, there were guys on our team who ended up playing on like practice squads for the Boston Cannons who weren't even like the best players on our oh, team. Interesting. But then there were also guys who were the best players on our team who, you know, had a short stint and didn't really pan out that well. But it was also because like they, they, they would go and do banking jobs and then in the summer on the weekends, that's what the right. MLL it's was. It's like the Olympics, dude. It's like you fly into Denver on a Friday night, you practice and then you play a game on a Saturday and you fly home on Sunday and go back to your life. Yeah, it's like be the biathlon or something. Like yeah. One of those sports where like you have to have a job. Right. Um, Crazy. But it occurred to me in thinking that maybe I could have been okay out there uh, that within, I think it was two years after graduating from college, we our team used to have... Um, they would have what was called the alumni game, where where the the young alums, the guys that had graduated in the last year or two, maybe three, would gather up and go up to Harvard and suit up and scrimmage the current team. Ah, and this would happen, I think, in February, right before their season began, and it was a way for the team to get a scrimmage in that didn't count as one of their official. Right. Like uh, preseason scrimmage dates because the Ivy League only allowed them to like have two or three official scrimmages before the gotcha. season started. And because we were like a ragtag group of idiots. But dude, we the guys that would go up and play in this game were good players. And many of them had had continued to play in some kind of summer league, were in shape, were still within striking distance of where they were at when they played right some of them had even gone on to play in in the professional league and dude <laughs> we would get this group playing against the team in its peak shape right before the season we would get fucking walked off really? the field i mean it was the the team was just playing at a speed that you don't have unless you are practicing five days a week at the Division One level. Right. And, you know, zip it, throwing passes that, like, you can't even see. Shit. You're, you know, it's... Getting fucking blindsided and Yeah, crushed. just lighting you up, shooting 105 <laughs> miles an hour on the run, you know, left hand, right hand, whatever. And we're out there, like, a couple... Granted, a couple of us had probably had a beer in the locker room before the game. <laughs> Which was pretty stupid. We're wearing gear that's like from the lost and found. Oh my god! Um, or whatever that the coach has given us, and it's we're doing a favor to the program, and we you know we think it's kind of fun, but they're not they're not slowing down for us. They're it must not, be fun to crush you, like for them. It's like extra well, incentive. It's also a tryout. It's also they're still figuring out like who's on the first line, who's on the second line, and a lot of the subs are trying to prove that they deserve to be on the field in some capacity. Right. So they're 
doing everything they can playing to as hard like as they can run us over and it's like dude i just i mean I, I just went to the doctor you know can <laughs> yeah. you like fucking chill out i'm not gonna donate anymore this year as yeah. a result of the fact that you <laughs> hit me on a clearing pass i had this negative kind of outlook on people that really clung to their harvard lacrosse identity and that was silly because there's nothing wrong with being proud of of what you did in college um right like i i dude i understand the sentiment that you're talking about it's like bro can you move on yeah like why is there a banner of where you went to school 10 years ago everywhere in sight whenever i see you right can we put the banner away what were you what were they feeding you over there dude you were like <laughs> people who are like just poisoned by their alma mater it like weirds me out a little bit it's like well, do you not have an identity what's i mean would, what's what's worse you tell me someone who um went to Ole Miss but obviously didn't play football, was just a student at the school who sets aside every Saturday in football season to either watch the game or like go to the game mm-hmm. ten years later, fifteen years later. Or someone who played on the on a middling on a program and in some other sport, let's say. I guess it's a sport by sport thing and still cares a lot, you know, downloads like ESPN booster. 360 to watch to watch it on their laptop and then puts that pipes that to a projector on the screen and has six other guys over to watch the yeah, game. Yeah, I'm, this is Hans, bro. My boy Hans. He's always like the BU squad this year. <laughs> yeah, like, He's a great dude. They got like, three new recruits from yeah. Latvia. You're like, dude, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, dude. I, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, dude, I, I think that either of those things can be completely fine or can be concerning depending on how extreme, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've heard that like the old miss Alabama game or whatever is like the greatest thing of all time. Like I've never, I never got to experience like Southern football hysteria right. culture. So like, I don't want to assume anything about it without having experienced it. I think it's good to make new memories in life in general. Yeah. I think somebody emailed us asking about our thoughts on nostalgia. This is a good tie-in to this to that question, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that it's good. It's of course good to remember and feel fond towards your memories and the things you've done or whatever. But like, you shouldn't turn your active life into a museum of your life. You're still fucking living your life, right? It's important to make new memories, and it's important to have new experiences and not be stuck in the past. Be oh, remember when we? Because guess what? In ten years, you're going to be saying that same shit about the time that you weren't appreciating while you were doing it. You know what I mean? Right. That's my thought on it. So I think it's possible to have a slightly unhealthy relationship with a time where you felt you peaked mm. or something mm-hmm. where you should be maybe trying to make new memories. But dude, if you want to fucking support the squad you used to play for it, go for it. You know what I mean? If you love the Ole Miss football team, which I'm sure, which is like one of the most popular college sports programs that exists, go have fun. It's, it's fun, you know? Right. I'm not trying to like... That that's my thought. I don't know. I think. Okay. It, well, let me ask you this. I didn't really answer the question, but I did say different scenarios. Do you do you <laughs> think you brought up an interesting point, which is you know being nostalgic for a time when you think you peaked? There are people who may not realize that moment was their peak until many years later, and maybe they were, you know, a super super riding high king of the frat in a you know great group of friends and 
loving, you know, the, their football team, Clemson, wins the national championship. They were there parading the streets. Amazing. Unbelievable. So and fast forward five years, they're working an insurance job, and there are no more parades in their lives. There are no more. Well, who's to say? Who knows where life can take No, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm saying like they didn't necessarily think that Clemson football would be their identity. But five years later, nothing has replaced that rush. And that's fine. Right? This is why you get to get out there and see the world, man. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I mean, like, who, there's so I'm many joking. things that could happen. And at which point they immortalize Clemson football and say, you know what? My life is a little dry. I was there. It, it's, a little, it's a little tasteless. But every Saturday, I put on my Clemson football jersey and I gather some friends and we grill and we watch the game, and it's the highlight of my week. I do. I think that this is like oversimplifying it personally. Well, I'm just saying it could be that, right? I, it seems like really, maybe. I don't have like, a problem with that's that. That's the same way that like this reminds me of like comedians thinking that like, I'm not saying this is what you're doing, but like when comedians assume that everybody who works a traditional job wanted to be a comedian but chose to work a traditional job. Okay. Comedians are like really annoying about that. Uh, true. General. And it's just like not the case. And like if a lot of those comedians should realize that a lot of those people working traditional jobs are quite successful. I, I'm, I'm not I'm trying not, to say they're I'm not, not saying you're not. And I, that's but why there I, are I made people, sure to say. There are people where that, what I, that picture I painted is the case. That the life that they thought they would lead, that, that they thought, they thought, wow, Clemson football, national championship, my life is really trending upwards, trending upwards, trending upwards. And all of a sudden, oh boy. Things have not continued to grow the way that I had hoped from there. And it may not yeah, be their fault. It may not be related to the football either. Like, like I think every, my, one of my favorite things in the world is like seeing a college kid tell you what they're going to be when they're an adult and then seeing them as an adult mm. <laughs> because y'all are fucking cocky as shit. Yeah, man. I'm going to do this. Oh, are you? Okay. Go do it. And you're like talking to me like I'm not shit. Bro, good luck out there, pal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I hope you fucking have a loose jaw if I, you're going to fucking get out there and try to do that. What does that mean? It means you might have to be turning a couple tricks to get some doors open. <laughs> I, I thought that's what it meant, you goose. <laughs> Dude, I thought I was going to be an investment banker at Goldman Sachs. You, you could have been. No. I tried. I know, but you had an internship that you... That didn't necessarily need didn't, to define your trajectory. It did not go the way I was. I was not connecting <laughs> to the material. Mm -hmm. I was not connecting to the material. It's funny. You have a unique situation because a lot of the times, a lot of comedians, sure, they could have chosen to do something else, but like, what the fuck were they going to do? You know what I mean? Like you, I mean, Goldman like recruits on your, the campus of your school, right? Yes. Like there's like seven schools where that happens. Like you... You're one of the few people who can really be like, what if I, <laughs> that is particularly daunting for you more so than other people, because like those opportunities truly did exist for you. Listen, you've become quite successful. That's great. You have, should be proud, but it is funny to think about it, I mean, <laughs> let's put it this way. There was no part of me in college when you're talking about what people think that they're going to do when they grow up. There was no part of me that thought I'm going to be a successful comedian. Right, well, like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, same. But that's that. not a disappointment. Yeah. If anything, I'm thrilled. 
I just didn't think that that was an option. It wasn't even on totally. my radar. Anyway, I wanted to I wanted Back to finish to the, okay, this the thought. Clemson thing, yeah, yeah. So that's scenario A, right? Where, where, and by the way, are you that in touch with that, or are you just like, oh, I can't wait to watch the game? Oh fuck yeah, Clemson, sick. Or you're like, I don't necessarily know that people are like, ah, oh, little did I know. The Clemson game would be the highlight of my life at yeah, this maybe, point. Maybe, maybe they're not admitting it to themselves openly, but but there's you know there is a tr- a truth where the the job they have is un- is pays them less than they want. They feel undervalued. They feel beholden to you know uh, their obligations as as a as a father as a husband, and they they live in a a neighborhood that. You know, it just it, it 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 their life in some way hypothetically underwhelms them, and so the Clemson football game every Saturday is a moment for them to leave all that behind and simply focus on rooting for this thing they're so passionate about, and it's joy, and it's coming together, and it's uh, putting that little Clemson jersey on their their little daughter or whatever. Um, and they make nachos. Oh, make mom. She's my wife's making her famous queso dip, you know, and everyone's, everyone's there. Who else uncle, is there? Uh, neighbors, other, <laughs> the whole Clemson community. It sounds the like a lot of fun. Dude. It does sound like yeah. fun, right? Yeah. And just for that day, for that afternoon, the morning, they watch college game day or the Barcel college football show. And they have, uh, hope there's a big rival. Ooh, we're dogs, but man, we might pull it out. We got this hot young QB from Latvia. Latvia <laughs> came over with all those tennis play players. Football over here? Yeah, it's the biggest growing sport in the Baltic states. He's a seven foot six quarterback from Latvia. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Dude, I just love the idea of the the like interview of him in the hallway. For so you're seven six quarterback. Why didn't you play basketball? I did, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks. The ball we had was uh, deflated, so it became more like warped, like football. And next thing you know, uh, instead of throwing at rim, I am throwing at friend, and uh, voila, you've got football America. <laughs> you know, it's at the we off- had no pump to recreate the regular circle of the ball. <laughs> I have um, the bird's eye view of the receiver. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could not dribble. It was flat. Uh, oh, no, dude. I think that I, I like, I hear, I hear what you're saying. That scenario has to exist. That has to be part of why sports are so popular because we all get to live vicariously through these like high stakes competitions. But I wonder how many people are as in touch with all that as you're saying. Right. You know, I, I still haven't given you the other okay, option. Okay. Okay. Because I'm saying, Wait, okay, what are the two? I'm saying this could happen, right? Where, yeah, but 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 like it could, but also that could just be happening. <laughs> but you're saying it from the point of view of the guy doing it. I need you as to opposed hear, to that just being the thing. I need you to hear okay. my full question because okay. okay. I, I I everything you're saying is true, uh-huh. but my question is going to be the the full question is going to be how does nostalgia happen? How does it foment? Uh-huh. Right. So the other i the other option is that there is a person who goes to Clemson, same guy, right? Goes the same king of the guy. frat, king of the frat. Um, they win their national championship. He's in the parade, going nuts, climbing, climbing the lamppost, you know, flipping over police cars, whatever. 
bringing the goalpost to the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ripping up a piece of the field yeah. and, you know, sticking in his pants. Um, whatever, you know. And that guy says, in that moment, this is the best night of my life. And never allows himself to search beyond that for a greater moment. And just says, Clemson football, Clemson football, I bleed Clemson football. Um, and decides prematurely that I will forever be nostalgic for Clemson football and this is my identity. And as a result, his life does not expand beyond that. So he, do you know what I mean? Yes, like, but do, I don't think in either scenario, this guy is this like in tune with all this shit. Are you? Do no, you, are I know, you, I know. Oh, so you're just, well, are you well, saying it as what it is? Or are you saying that he's like, this is my. I guess what I'm or saying is, it like is this, that's how it. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that nostalgia <laughs> is a self fulfilling prophecy? Or do you think that it's okay. something that can only occur, that can occur 10 years later? Where you finally say, wow, I didn't know it in that moment, but that was yeah, yeah. the great moment of my life, or that was one of the great moments of my life. And I'm going to continue to celebrate it because. Um, Nothing has ever really matched the high that I felt from that. Uh, I think to a degree it's a it's a lifestyle for sure. So I think it could mean that both of those things are true at the same mm -hmm. time. Like you are like that. Therefore, inevitably, that is what's going to end up happening. You know what I mean? So, of mm -hmm. course, so it is a self-fulfilling prophecy based on uh, based on the way that you look at shit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time if you're like, look, you know what I mean? So like. I don't think that a 20-year-old is, is necessarily capable of being like, this is it. This is my, you know what I mean? But that happens all the time. I think that happens all the time. But you don't realize that at the time. Nobody's like, okay, I'm 20. This is it. I know that this is, no, I'm never yeah, going to do anything don't better think, than this. They don't think it'll never get better, but they will say, wow, my team won the national championship. This is awesome. This is the greatest night of my life. We're gonna, I'm going to ride this high. and and." This will be the story I tell. I, I have trouble imagining that, like, there's 20-year-olds out there with having that thought process. Really? Sort of. Like, think about that, dude. You're 20. You're in college. You drink 20 beers. You still have a six-pack. You think that you can do anything. You know okay. What I mean? That's a fair point. You know, you, you just chugged 40 ounces of whiskey, and you have a full erection. <laughs> <laughs> You are completely invincible. Uh. Like, like, you, <laughs> you, think the, you think the world has everything to offer you, dude. So the idea that there's a 20-year-old that is that aware that this might be the best moment, I have trouble, I have trouble imagining so that then, scenario. So right? then, then it is more the guy the, realizing the, the, the it in hindsight guy. Or, or thinking that it happens in hindsight. So nostalgia then in your mind is, does not necessarily uh, happen in the moment, but rather, you know, the, the more distance that you have potentially from that moment, yes, the yes. fonder you, you grow of it. Yes, that's what, I, that's what I believe. And I think that you're perpetually doing that. Like, and dude, sometimes it's hard, I talk to my parents about this because... They are always, they kind of tend to do that a little bit. They tend mm -hmm. to be a little, oh, remember when, remember this, remember that. And I'm like, you know, you guys still have 
a lot of juice left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, you should be, we're doing nice stuff now, too. Right. You know? What a cruel, ironic twist that in life, as you get to an age where you are no longer capable of, um, let's say, summiting new peaks and creating new greatest moments because your mind is, your body is breaking down to a degree and uh, therefore you should be allowed per the universe to settle into an armchair and truly just remember great times. Often that is the age at which your memory starts to slip from you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, hopefully not, but totally. And I will say this, dude, one thing that I've always found interesting, you ever listen to a celebrity talking about their, their greatest achievement. And I don't know if they're just full of shit and saying this because they're supposed to, but every single time they're like, nothing beat the birth of my... Yeah. And like, that's a gift that everybody gets. Everybody can... Not... Sorry, not everybody. Obviously, some people, you know, unfortunately can't. Um, but for the most part, if you're rich, if you're poor, if you were, you know, a scholarship athlete, if you weren't, like, for the most part, it's an even playing field when it comes to that. And mm-hmm. like, if your life sucks, have a kid, dude. <laughs> it's not a bad thought. You know? That's good advice. <laughs> If you have, he looks like you. What if the your fuck? college football team is only five hundred, <laughs> have a kid. Have a kid. Yep. <laughs> if you're facing a rebuilding year, <laughs> have a kid. Have a kid. If your right. wife's queso dip sucks, have a kid. Have a kid. Have another kid. Um, but yeah, go out there and make new memories. Yeah. You know, I like we'll, that. We'll have some fun. We'll set. We'll set, Julio. Should Very we do sage. the? Uh, unboxing Ooh, let's do this okay so we had a painting uh some fan art um yeah, fart for short some farts <laughs> i like that the packaging is cute it is well. cute this is fun right cute um so i need to like double check this artist's name because he has a lot of names but his, like it was only addressed to you pjp2 what's going on there why on is it only to you um, is this just it, for does you it not say just does it just say says just not julio oops and then there's no me uh, in fact, it says no name question mark. I'm not really sure what that means. Perhaps it's because we corresponded uh-huh. specifically. I don't uh-huh. know, dude. I'm oh, worried. not Julio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cute. Um, well, dude, I think it was for both of us. I don't know. I'm worried. Thank you, Ryan. I'm worried this is just for you. Would you like to cut it open? No, I do not want to cut this open. Well, let's give the artist a proper... As far as I can tell, this is your present. And you're just, <laughs> you're just holding me hostage. <laughs> let me Dude, open this patrick, to me patrick james peters the third oh wow pjp on instagram thank you for sending it this is the second painting we've gotten i don't know if you remember i do our girl d helms back in the day d helms we still got that one um okay all right all this right. is gonna yeah cut cut through that yeah um, we can uh very one-dimensional wrapping paper we can do some jump cuts here Cutting through the Julio paper. Yeah, have you ever opened a... <laughs> the Check us out on YouTube to watch it. this. He's just doing these little... It's like you're cutting the hair of this package. <laughs> there we go. Give that a little tear. Also, whoever wrapped it, wrapped it in like prison. You know what I mean? It's like they're getting something out. Yeah, give it a snip. Cut that little... You're going to need those scissors again. <laughs> What if it's one of those boxes that just comes with boxes in it? 
Yeah, literally. Yeah, there's just another <laughs> little box, dude. That's funny. PJP. That would be a pretty funny one if that's what you've done. It's like the little Russian dolls. Yeah. That's okay. We can do some oh, jump it's cuts. Wrapped very well. Ooh, it looks wow. cool. Wow, more bubble wrap. <laughs> Julio is a classic dude. Opening a package, it's just brute force. <laughs> Not gonna figure out where the tape is. If I just use enough force, I can get into the heart of this thing. <laughs> There's no tool better than my hands. Wrapping I've ever seen. Oh. Here it is. All right, here we go. Hey, what is this? Fans. What do we got? This. Oh, cool. Whoa. Yo, this is pretty cool. Wait, that's man. sick. This is sick, this dude. This is really sick. This is sick. This is uh well framed. Yeah, this, this is, is fire, dude. Really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. This is this is worth the <laughs> unboxing for sure. Excuse me while I go get lost in the magic of oops. I love that. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much. PJP123, uh, PJP III on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, really fucking That's cool. That's awesome. Thank if, you, man. If we had our own studio, we would put this up in it. <laughs> we'll find a good place. We'll for find it. a spot for it. Thanks again, dude. Yeah, this that's awesome. Thank awesome. you guys so Cheers. much. Uh, Francis, what do you got coming up? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, oh boy. Should we do a facts little FWR with Ryan, first? Facts with Ryan. No denying. Facts with Ryan. So the best product that was rejected on Shark Tank, can either of you guys take a guess? The ring camera for wow. uh, home security. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Is that like noted, notable? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very wow. nice. Ring home security cameras. The Furbo. It can toss treats up to eight feet. Wow. But the treat tosser is designed to toss at different speeds and distances to further stimulate the pet's experience. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the Jersey, the book you were, or, uh, yeah, the book you were referring to, it was actually a TV show on Disney from 99 to 2004, where old jerseys transformed kids into the world of professional sports. Um, but was I it was not a book. I couldn't find a book. I looked for a long time, but it huh. was a TV show on Disney. I did look to see what the best children's sports book was in case you're interested. The number one sports writer for children is Matt Christopher. Yeah. He wrote, um, um oh, Maniac yeah. McGee. Yeah, he wrote he wrote tons of classics. I wrote a list of a bunch of them. Great Maniac titles McGee here. He was my favorite. The Lucky Baseball Bat, Tough to Tackle, Baseball Pals, Return of the Home Run Kid, Football Nightmare, Miracle at the Plate, Johnny Long Johnny Longlegs, Touchdown for Tommy, and the Dog That Pitched a No Hitter. Mm. Wow, those are good. Yeah, and then great. Julio's kicks. I noticed you walk in with those today. Those look fresh AF. Fresh baby. That's a fact. That's wow. my man. That's Thank my you. man right there. Nice. nice. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, guys, you can see me. Uh, come check out the Hero We Need tour. I am the hero we need these days. You sure are. I am. You okay? sure are. We need you to be a hero. Get your tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Philly, some tickets left for the Late Show. Atlanta, some tickets left for the Late Show. Nashville, some tickets left for the Late Show. That's February 1st, 4th, and 5th. Uh, then we're on to many other cities, including Chicago, Dallas, Austin, that's uh, Vulcan Gas Company, and uh, Minneapolis as well. Can't wait to see you guys. G, where can we find you? Sick. Uh, I'm going to be at Coastal Creative in St. Petersburg, Florida on Thursday night. 
Uh, very much looking forward to this show. Love St. Pete. Love this venue. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So if there's any tickets left, please come out. Um, and then DC Improv, 3rd to the 5th of March. have a bunch of stuff coming up in April. We're trying to kind of get the links out and settle the dates. So keep you posted on that. Hope to see you soon. Not Julio.com for tickets. Thanks, guys. See you soon.